2: Welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe.
1: And I'm Mike Nguyen.
2: Today is Saturday, April 24th. We're coming at you live from an undisclosed location. We cannot tell you. Uh, If you're listening to this on your phones right now, um, please take a screenshot and post it on Instagram stories. Tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod. And if you're listening to this on your um, iPhones on your Apple podcast app, please leave a review. Uh, it helps us so much. So, um, and if you say something funny, we'll read it. We'll, we'll read it on the, um, podcast. So that's some, uh, incentive for you. Um, just real quick, Mike, just wanted to let you know that, um, I got my second dose. I got my second dose. Second dose, baby. Which one you got too?
1: You got Pfizer or Moderna?
2: I got Moderna. Moderna, baby. um, you know, it's funny. Everybody was saying the side effects are going to be crazy and I got it and I was fine. And I saw this tweet that was like waiting for the second. It was like something like waiting for the second dose to hit like a, like an edible or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because th- nothing was happening to me. And I was like, dude, everybody's freaking out for nothing. And then I woke up the next morning when I had to work. And it was fucking hell, bro. It was hell, <laughs> man. And I probably shouldn't be saying this on air because there are probably vaccine skeptics out there. Um, shout out to my Vietnamese American friends out there. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know what's crazy um, to me is that yeah. everybody's
1: like, "Oh my god, it was hell," and it was. It, it's like you all never been sick before. And then everybody's yeah, like, the "You thing know, is do, do you get sick a lot?" Because I don't. We don't. You know why? Because we're adults now. You know we have good immune systems. You know, well, we, I know. that's why you get sick as a kid all the time, right? Right. You know? Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, we forgot. We just, who just who forgot always... how sick we get.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead yeah i feel like there are some people who like always always has a cold or something i just never I'm not, i am well, i don't like get a, sick that often
1: so it like, felt extra bad where yeah i feel like straight up flus though you know i haven't had the flu in a long time where you're like yeah. oh, i'm sick like a dog and i'm been. i think the last time legit i had to call out sick was like i was like 25 and i was like Whoa. legit sick I, just, I had to like lie you know i was like throwing it up and everything like that but since then you know we, we don't get sick no more so it's almost, if anything, guys, if you want to relive your youth, go ahead and get that second shot. If
2: you want to remember and what pretend, it's like back in the early back 2010s. back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you if you miss throwing up and and shitting your pants, you take that second shot and you go, ah, yes. the nineties. Dude, ah, just, you know. just put
2: on just put on a little bit of jaw rule, you know? Look, Yo.
1: pull bust out your earbook.
2: Get pull, that pull second out, dose. Pull
1: out your pull out your yearbook, man. You know? <laughs> put a put a put a cd of uh NSYNC on put it on a tiny fedora maybe a trucker hat and just be like yo man 2003 ooh that was a yeah good time. i'm sick that was a like a dog <laughs> it's moderna baby <laughs> moderna. Um,
2: all right let's get to our patreon shout outs um, we have a patreon and if you donate we um, try to guess your ethnicity based on your last name on air so please join us at patreon.com/asian.asianpod first patreon person of the week we got yael pete P-E-E-T. That's our, uh,
1: this is our, this is our guest, right? Our, um, yes, our she's on the
2: podcast before. She is, I know exactly what she is. She's Jewish I, Brazilian, but she, here's cooks, thing. Japanese yeah, like but she cooks Japanese food like a motherfucker.
1: Here's the thing though, is, is if I didn't know Yael Pete's uh, ethnicity because she was on the show, I would just think this is like a vegetable. This is a vegetable. <laughs> Yael Pete has given us money. out to <laughs> legumes <laughs> uh, or <laughs> whatever. That braised, that braised
2: Yael Pete. So good. Mmm. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Yael. Um, I know, you know, you're doing your thing. So it's awesome. Thank you. Um, next, we got Chloe. Just Chloe. I think this is the Chloe we saw the other day, but I'm going to say what Chinese. T- I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing a Chloe. There was a, remember Chloe? I don't want to say her full name, but like Chloe, she was, she was like lying in the bed. That makes it sound real weird, but. Oh, you mean me, like on the, z- on the Zoom?
2: In the Zoom. You, oh, you made it sound like you and I were in the bedroom. That's I was like. I don't I would have. <laughs> <remember that>. Oh, <laughs> so home. it was. That's hey. a, that's that's that hey, you get that if you give us 50 bucks a month. So just remember, just remember, <laughs> that's also a tier. Uh, we're gonna say Chinese or Taiwanese. Ju- uh, yeah. Juliana Chang, C H A N G,
1: Chinese, Chinese, Aaron Nin. Yes, this is uh, this is my old editor from a magazine I used to write for. I learned everything that's good that I do right, I learned from her, and everything at wrong, I learned from Fumi. So this is the good, this is the anti <laughs> Fumi. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> And I know what she is, but what do you think she is?
2: Um, I think she is Mongolian.
1: Hmm. Huh. Okay. Am I wrong? I think so. <laughs>
2: um. What like is it. she? Did you say what is it? She's she Vietnamese. Is? She's Vietnamese. Oh, okay, word. okay.
1: The trick is that H. You you throw an H into uh randomly into a into a name. It's Vietnamese. Oh, got it. Got it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Then we have Stephen Cow. K A. Cow saying sh- Chinese. And that concludes our Patreon shoutouts for the week. Again, if you want to get a shout out on the podcast, go to patreon.com/asiannotasianpod. Um and then we'll try to guess your ethnicity on. Air. Story of the week. What do we got this week, Mike? What's happening?
1: Yo, man, I've been uh, I've been uh, I've been out there in the streets, you know? I've been a little slut. That's what I have. <laughs> that's what I've been saying. That's what people say <laughs> all the my- time now. That's
2: what Mike calls jogging. Uh, that's
1: right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everybody always says. Everybody's always like, I'm, being, I'm going out, I'm being a little slut. And I'm just like, what did you do? And I went to the grocery store. I'm like, okay. I guess that's, that's the level where we are as a community that our sluttiness is just doing normal things like going to the bodega. Which is I would right, have been right, doing, right, right. you know.
2: So like, you've been a very, very good boy during this quarantine, and I don't know if it's because you're old or if, if it's because your dad was in the military. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you <laughs> what? you were very prudent during. Like, you didn't see anybody. You didn't go any. You didn't go to any like secret parties. You didn't do any indoor shows. So like, where have shows. you? And I know you were joking about the grocery stores. Where have you gone indoors that's been – or, like, what have you been doing that's a little bit more, like, you know, human interaction forward that, that you think is a little naughty?
1: Yeah, I went and I did an, an indoor show. Um, I stood outside until I was supposed to go in, but I, then I went inside. And then I did that, and that was fire. And then I did just some jujitsu. I went to a class. I went to a jujitsu class and Whoa. had this, this dude breathing on me. I was breathing, breathing on him. It was awesome. And you know it's so funny.
2: I can tell. Uh, that's so funny that um, <laughs> you you were like standing outside at the stand up comedy show because you're like I gotta be careful. And then the next day you're just yeah. breathing some d- down down some guy's neck, just I like was. leaking his sweat. I off was. I neck. was. I um, was.
1: <laughs> and it was. It's. Um, it was so nice. I I realized I must have been completely shredded before the pandemic because I was so sore the next day. I couldn't... I was, like, sore. Like, the back of my neck was sore. My jaw hurt. I don't know why. I don't remember that. Maybe something happened. Who knows? But my, maybe something happened.
2: My jaw hurt. Yo, let's like, explore that. Can we yo, unpack that part?
1: Yeah. I was being a little slut, all right. It was crazy, bro. Woo. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know if I feel like I've you know what it's like you say that i've been being i've been really good but i've just been doing what the cdc said and it's just like wow you've been so you've been following doctor's advice well because that's very
2: un-american americans very fuck you right like you Mm. were doing what most people in japan were doing where they're like they 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 watch the news (laughs) and they go okay we're not gonna do those things because we're not allowed to right but i feel like most americans don't do that you know what i mean
1: well, that's why we killed a half a million of us. So, shouts to America. <laughs> it's very American to kill other Americans. <laughs> that's true. That's
2: the most American thing. Oh my god.
1: You guys don't even know you guys don't even know how true that is. Uh, read a book. Okay, so that's what I've been doing. How about you, Fumi? How you been?
2: Uh, have I been naughty? I mean, I've been pretty, you know, I make funny a little bit, but I've been I've been pretty good. I I, I have I guess I've been seeing people indoors, but like only if they've gotten recently tested or like, um, yeah, I everybody... did, I had one naughty, I had one bad naughty experience that w- happened to me. That was like some open mic or book be on a show that was inside and in some dude's fucking apartment. Oh, And I didn't realize, I didn't realize people were going to be like unmasked and I didn't realize it was going to be like, they said apartments. So I thought it was going to be rooftop. The whole thing. It was like a, it was an ambush and the show wasn't even good because there were no real people. It was just all comedians. Oh no, So that's like, the worst part. Oh, yeah, it was, like, they, sh- they really need to fuck. I don't know what the fuck that was about. I was very upset, actually, because um, oh, if I had gotten sick from that and, like, had to go to the ICU or something, like, I, I would have to lie to people about my death. You know no, what I mean? No, see, I'd be like
1: that's, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel that, like, getting sick, the reason if you if you end up in the hospital it's kind of like how people ask you, how did you end up in jail? You better have a yeah. good reason. You better have, like, a right, full right, right. reason – you can't be like, oh, I got I got sick because I was doing an open mic with these open micers. Whack! That's like the <laughs> same thing as yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in jail yeah, yeah, for crosswalking. Yeah, your you ass know? is done if you say yeah, that. You're getting get out of here dude, for sure. You gotta have a cool sure. story about like, oh, I got in a fight with some cops. That's cool. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Um, That's hell what? yeah, man. Well, let's let's. Uh, I want to talk about this with our guest today. See how how naughty he's been. Um, and um, this this week's theme is uh, our '90s flashbacks. Asian. Are not an Asian. Uh, our guest this week, he's a comedian slash perhaps a musician. We read it on the internet. We're not really sure. Yeah, he this could up. be a different Gastor person. This could, be, this could, be, we a could get... be
1: completely wrong. This guy. I know, but we're gonna have a... to. We're gonna have to ask him.
2: I don't know. <laughs> he's a comedian. Time. He's the co-host of the War Report podcast with Shalewa Sharp. Sharp. He's an amazing storyteller, guys. Just YouTube this guy. He's got stories like it's it's all oh over YouTube God. and they have thousands of views and it's it's so great. He's an amazing storyteller. So guys, give it up for the hilarious Gastor Almonte.
0: Who's good, fellas.
2: Hey hey hey! How y'all
0: doing? How y'all doing? How you doing? Good. Man? Thank hey, you thank so you. much for yeah.
2: making time for us, yo, man. Thank
0: you for having me. I've been a long time fan. You know what I mean? So I'm real hyped to be chilling here with the Angel Squad. Kind of digging it.
2: You, know I mean? <laughs> you are you are an anal. Yo, What's going on with that?
0: I, I, I dig it. Like I feel like you know when people do things that are dope. You know you should check it. And I feel like y'all do dope stuff. So I'll be in I'll be in yah y'all, you y'all, y'all IG on the regular. I'll be like yo, that's dope. I dig this clip. I'd be starring stuff. I thought, real thought. I thought <laughs> Mike was big-timing me for a minute. Like, I was like, yo, like, y'all y'all is really killing it in the podcast games. I can't even get a follow-back from my man. Oh, <laughs> oh like, real shit. Thought, me, I was posting yo. mad comments on Twitter, like, yo, this is fire. And I would, like, like Mike's joint. i retweet him, and Mike would be like, true, and not do nothing else. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, see, I see how it is out here, man. This podcast yo. game is different, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now i gotta go back on my timeline and like like all the things you've liked in mind this is, this is crazy
0: but yeah I, it, i've been rocking with y'all for a hot minute b I, I dig what y'all do man real talk and you know just like you know my whole thing has always been like uh highlighting uh you know bipoc and immigrant stories and y'all do that from y'all perspective and i think it's important so yeah man i, I i've been a long time fan of what y'all do b
2: so you you like sent us a message one time and you're like I'm always learning from your shit man. What are you, what are you learning from us man? Because I feel like we're learning from you. We're learning from you know?
0: You. Yeah, you're always learning from us. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I don't I don't know what you could be possibly learning from us,
0: dude. It's just like there's so many nuances that like people sleep on and there's like there's little moments in. The life of each immigrant culture that they deal with that I don't know about. Like, you know, like there was a few times where, like, y'all yeah, be like, uh, the first time you had like a white girlfriend or something. I, want, I, lo- I love those type of stories. I want to hear what that's like <laughs> for other people besides me because I remember those moments. Like, real talk, to this day, I remember the first white person I saw. Like, that I acted <laughs> Like, I re- that was a thing In the my first neighborhood You, you said active? One? You yeah. said active? Like, yo act- <laughs> You remember the moment You saw one? The first time I saw Like, an actual Active, like In-person White person That, like, wasn't in a movie Or in my school Like, it wasn't a teacher It was just, like oh, In I the see. field yeah. Like, in the in world the, in, Out in the wild Yeah, yeah. In the wild That like was a moment Yeah, safari Yeah, yeah okay. dude, it was just like that Like, she just She just came out the car <laughs>
2: She came the natural habitat. Dude, yes. Wow!
0: She pulled up on our block. She she stood up and she looked both ways and she like instantly knew. Yup, this ain't it. And she got back in the car and drove off. <laughs> and like, yo, was wow is like it was such an occasion on my neighborhood that like we use it as like a landmark. Like, we would be like, <laughs> like, people would be like, yo, you remember um, with such and such, you know, whatever happened? Oh, that was two Where months after you? the white girl. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like those that. Are,
1: that's what it is. It's like, uh, it's Hurricane Sandy, you know, 9-11, and that white girl coming out of the car. Remember that <laughs> yeah. shit? That shit was that's
0: crazy. Yo, Where were you? Major moments, yeah. B. East New York history, right there,
1: Gasper Before we start talking about you know, you know your your sort of thing, I mean, have you been you been out? There? Have you been out? Been a little slut going into doing 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 shows
0: and and getting indoors? Out there or what during the quarantine? Nah, not yeah. at all, B. Nah, um, mm-hmm. uh, a you know I'm a dad. I got two kids. I got a wife. Like, uh, and uh, my parents live on my same block, so I see them pretty regularly. Uh, uh, so just like responsibility wise, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't justify that. Um, so uh very early on we kind of just made the decision like hey you know i only like the 80 of y'all anyway so you know why am i
1: gonna <laughs> see anyone else <laughs> you know? i feel that's true i
0: feel with the quarantine
1: <laughs> people have been talking about that it's like you really just kind of like shrank down all these people that you normally ran into and just kept it to here are the people i'm really gonna try to see i see basically like four of my really good friends and then i have like also a couple that i talk to um you know, doing like kind of virtual hangouts because they're not near me. And then Fumi's also on that tier of like I like him enough where I would see him online, but I don't want to go to his house. Yeah. You know,
0: as I'm saying, digital Fumi all day. If you'd have been on my block, fuck <laughs> <one> Fumi, <laughs> right, right back to the Fumi. Get out here, Fumi. What you doing over here, B? <laughs>
2: oh God. Man, nah, no, I, I love it. it I love it.
0: I kept it. I kept it like, yo, this is yep. a circle. The only person outside the circle I saw was was Boppy uh, from the corner store, and that's it. You know, everybody else is like people directly like, "Oh, you made me, or I made you." Like that is essentially the recipe. Like <laughs> I, I made you. you <laughs> Who made came me. out of whose balls? <laughs> you know that's the saying? only one. That's the only
1: one. Everybody <laughs> has to be related to that. Well, I mean, I want to talk to you about like uh, you know you, you're you're from East New York, and we were talking about where that is because hey, Fumi and I were gentrifiers. I, we've hey. been here a long time and <laughs> yeah. it's cool and all, but like, and to me, it's crazy because I live in Bed-Stuy and, and, and I walk around sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, there's, there's this famous thing here or this is what I know from hip hop or whatever, but I'm walking around looking for like a matcha tea. You know, I'm just like, where's the matcha tea at? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is a really cool thing where this is where Nas shot this really cool commercial. But then, you know, hmm, I'm looking for dim sum, you know, like that's what I'm bringing to the to the neighborhood. But, you know, guess what? I mean, I don't know. Like, what was it like growing up? You know, where first of all, tell our fans where you're from, because people don't know what East New York is. And yeah. I, I, we kind of know what that means. But like, you know, you know, give us the rundown on
0: that. Yeah. yeah, For people like uh, outside of New York. uh, you know the borough of Brooklyn has like a lot of subsets area, subset areas. So Bed style's one of them. Uh, Williamsburg is probably one of the more well known ones because of like uh, HBO shows like Girls and all that. Um, East New York is uh, one of is one of them that like still to this day is kind of like stayed the same uh, from probably like its '90s uh, demo. Um, it's uh, mostly black and Latino yeah. community. Um, it's probably uh, also really well known for its. Uh, Constantly being the place where immigrants, uh, brown immigrants, would first go to. So, like, right now you're starting to see a huge influx of, like, uh, Middle Eastern people come in. Um, Prior to that, it was uh, the transition um, from black to Latino. Before that, it was, like, a huge Italian community. Um, Like, all the Goodfellas movies, that's all in East New York. You know, like, yeah. Like, Mm. uh, matter of fact, they shot Goodfellas in Astoria but they put up a fake East New York picking sign that's still up to this day over there. Um, So, yeah, like if you're walking in in Queens in Astoria, they shot it, um, but they're pretending he's still over there. Um, But, yeah, uh, East New York's kind of been a place where like uh, a lot of people move into New York. They go there first Mm. because it's affordable. They transition to other neighborhoods. Uh, So, yeah, East New York is uh, the most eastern part of Brooklyn, um, and uh, that's why we don't have gentrifies yet. They still haven't. you know come on right over. we
1: were fumi and i were arguing about whether or not there's a gentrifier out there and I, hey i'm saying there's there's probably one or two very um you know i would say optimistic white people maybe who, who are who are <laughs> there who are like yo they're going to love yoga and they're they're out there trying to do that but do you, <laughs> we, think you we got do you, some early birds do you are you starting to see that
0: you got to right yeah, i'm sure there's to. one cupcake shop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> don't, we don't we do got the st- <laughs> don't, like one we we do got a, we don't got cupcake we got the but we got a juice place now. Okay. Yeah, we okay. got like a dude outside with like, uh, he's white with braids.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <Like, laughs> he's trying I to fit in. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah, I'm, hey, man. I know y'all. Yeah, like, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, and he he has like fruits and vegetables and he sells. I don't even know if it's a store. I just think it's a dude that just stands in front of the store. But he <laughs> he has fruits and vegetables and he sells smoothies to people getting on the train. So he's the first sign I've seen of someone that like, that's not from here. Um okay. Now is
2: this like was that uh was that something the neighbors were talking about when that juice stop yeah, when that the juice stop yeah, uh, like, sh- sure. shop, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, it's a new thing. He uh it is a it's, it, it it's just like all of all the there's no vegetable places here in general. So like that was the thing. It's like okay, what? Well, we got healthy foods here. That's great. <laughs> you know, we never saw yeah. it and then uh Then it kind of, like, opened the door Mm -hmm. to other people opening up uh, vegetable stores that were more to, like, our palate, which was dope. Like, then uh, when we saw that people were open to the idea, it was, like, people that opened the spot called, like, the Conuco, which is, like, a Latino uh, fruit and vegetable stand. So, like, it was Mm -hmm. dope because, like, this white boy was bringing vegetables I never heard of from this country. They were bringing vegetables I never heard of from our home country. So I was learning Mm. about my parents' culture, and about the rest of this country all at once, all because of this. It was a game changer. Like, my block was strictly, like, bodegas and crown fries before that. And, like, no exaggeration. Mm. Like, there's three crown fried chickens from my house. Oh, shit. It's crazy. And I got (laughs) uh, one, two, three, four. I got seven stores, seven bodegas within a block of my house. Damn. Mm. So, um. Yeah, so this was a huge shift in uh, the availability of what was there. So, you know, this is one of the benefits of that stuff, right? You get cool stuff. I don't necessarily want cupcakes, but I like the juice guy. (laughs) You know,
2: know, one of of my favorite jokes that you have about East New York is, um, you know, and and you could talk about this a little bit more, uh, you know, you joke that, you know, because it's not, uh, it hasn't always been the safest place. People don't want to stay out for so long, so... Um, when, you grow, when you go shopping, you have to be efficient so you can get a lot of things at one store. And you say you go to the, you said you went to the store to get a raw chicken, um, like I don't know, I forget something else, yeah. and then like a used used air conditioner or uh, right AC unit or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> that's still my um, favorite that, store. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's such a you know I've never been there, but when I heard that joke, I was like, oh, that's such like a nuanced look into you know East New York culture and what that kind of might be can you talk a little bit about that joke and just kind of like you know how how how, tr- how much of truth is in that in that bit
0: yeah yeah man um thank you for that man yeah i, I just talk about like you know i went in there i, I got a a raw chicken uh baseball <laughs> glove and uh used air conditioner. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I said that i actually went in for a t-shirt and you know i, I didn't get what i wanted but i got what i needed <laughs> uh, so yeah it, it, uh, And it's 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 pretty accurate Like admittedly I didn't get them all On one trip But like Those are all things I bought at the same store At the same like, store right. The same spot And like To me Like You know what I, I always find interesting About that store Is that Everyone calls it Whatever they go there The most for you know, mm, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like for me, I'll be I'll be telling my mom, like, Have you been to the clothing store this week. Yeah, they got hats and belts this week. <laughs> and my dad calls it the appliance store. You know, he's like, yeah, I just got a hammer. I got some wrenches the other day. Like, it's, it's whatever you need it to be. I don't know how you fix it in that 10 by 12 box, <laughs> yeah. but. Everything you want. This is guy in that
1: space. It sounds like Jeff Bezos to me, man. It's just Amazon. Yeah,
0: it's he's just, Amazon. He's, it's just East it. Amazon. <laughs> That's all it yeah. is. Anything you want, we got you. Shit is dope, man. I, I love the place, man. But he's been open since I've been here. It's just there. and you know I show up and whatever I need, he has it or he gets it. You oh, know, I got you, Poppy. Come back tomorrow, you know, and we good. Damn. Yeah, I, I love I love those dynamics. It just I feel like you know stores like that are like real indicative of like immigrant neighborhoods i lived in i lived in flushing queens for 2 years it's the only time i lived in a non uh black and brown area of like brooklyn and i felt like they had similar dynamics there i found it beautiful mm-hmm. like yeah. it would be a store that like solved all the problems of that community like yes. you would see like yo come here we we'll, uh will help you with like uh travel plans We'll help mm-hmm. you exchange money. We could get you translators. Your kid needs tutors for SATs. Like I was like, yo, how do y'all all do this shit? Like it's yep. one dude behind the counter. <laughs> you do everything, you know. <laughs> and and then you know, I, I started comparing it to my dudes, and like, oh, it's the same yeah. idea. Um, you know, mm. I, I just think that like, uh, essentially, like someone in the community figures out that like, I I'm like a a liaison for these people. You know, mm-hmm. like they 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 don't necessarily have an opportunity with their work life balance to leave the neighborhood. So my job is to bring all those things to them here, and right. I just think it's dope that somebody solves that.
1: Right. I. That's why I'm I'm walking around. I'm waiting for someone to solve my matcha tea needs. You know, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> Where's where that guy? You know, In I also town. love too that that um. We're talking about gentrification, and Fumi and I were like, yeah, you know, you guys must have, like, a cupcake shop or yoga studio. And <laughs> guest stores are literally like, hey, we
0: just got vegetables. We just got that.
1: It's tight. <laughs> have you heard about these things? This is crazy.
0: I'll be hype, yo. My, my wife be, like, sending me out there with a new vegetable to go buy. And, like, I'm reading about it. And, like, I'm like my kids who know about it before me because they talk about vegetables in school now. And like, <laughs> so they're like, yo, dad, <laughs> check out the picture so you know what you're looking for. So like, they all teaching me. They're like, yeah, this is what yeah. we talked about in class. This is good. It has vitamin like D and B. And then I go in there super hype. Like, yo, I'm here for parsley. I think this is what they call it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Real talk, I didn't have, I didn't know what asparagus was probably to like 2006. Like, I, I didn't know. Oh my I like, God. oh God, if you tell me. I swear to God, if we could time travel, if you ask me asparagus any of the four years in high school, right. I went to a prep school, commuted from Brooklyn to Queens. I was around white folk. I swear all 2000 white folk at that school kept that a secret from me. I never heard <laughs> <of> asparagus <laughs> in my life. I found out asparagus through like several Google and YouTube expeditions well into <laughs> my 20s. I'm like, just, I'm just yeah,
1: I'm just imagining people instead of passing around blunts, just like, hey, man, don't tell Gastor about this, man. We got some asparagus in the bathroom, man. Real talk. <laughs> oh, hello, yo, yo, you, you wrap it in some bacon, it's mad good. It's, oh, shit. <laughs> have you had that? You know, I mean, it does make sense because vegetables in a lot of ways is like a fucking luxury. And if you get, I mean, fucking think about Asian people with Asian pears. Gastor, have you had an Asian pear?
2: Ooh. Oh, my
1: God, Gastor. Bro. Holy!
2: That should fuck. be a thing on this podcast, Mike. Jesus. We should give our guests Asian Asian pairs if they're not Asian. They're
1: you know b- what? I would be down, down, right down with now. that. Write it down. Um, you will not blow your more mind. More more, you can get it. it. Used to be really hard to find. It, Gastro, I'm just going to warn you: they're very expensive. Okay. Like, wildly expensive, but they're amazing. Um, they're but they're they're, they're, they're really also bigger.
2: They're bigger yeah. than your average apple, so it's expensive, but it's like one and a half times the size of an apple. So yeah, just, you it's know, much bigger.
1: It's, yeah, cost. it's really big, um, and it's it's a, it's like a delicious pear. But you know, like you know, that shit's a, you know, vegetables is like that's really hard to you have to you have to get, eat it fresh, so you got to ship it in. And I remember in the Bay Area, the pinnacle of fanciness was this uh, store it's called Berkeley Bowl. And it's still there, and it's like this, fa- like super. It's like Trader Joe's for rich people. It's like even on mm. another level of vegetableness, mm. and it's like that's where all like the hoity-toity, annoying Bay Area people would always go and get their vegetables. But I think there's such a th- such a thing. There's vegetable capital. Okay, forget <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> all right, let's not get into NFTs. Let's not get into crypto. Vegetables, where that get get yeah. some Asian Paris, bury that somewhere. <clears throat> It'll be worth something.
0: It, like to me, like um vegetable uh access is like uh the first sign that like your your minority group has like really made it here. Yes. Right yes. like mm. they're like yes. they're like really like a part of the community cuz like the reason that like you know there's no vegetables or a lack of it in my neighborhood is cuz um when the minority first gets here they still they're still trying to like acclimate to this yep. culture. So they're, they don't know the vegetables that are accessible in this country. They, they're not familiar with them, so they're not going to cook those. And they still haven't mm-hmm. figured out how to bring over theirs, which they're all familiar with. And then slowly they uh, figure out first the ones that are here that are most like the ones they know, and then they also figure out how to transport theirs here, mm-hmm. and we get, mm-hmm. like, a beautiful new blend. You know what I mean? So that's starting to happen here now. Um, but, yeah, like, it's one of my favorite things to do, actually, when I go to other areas. Like to see what eat their the, vegetables. Nah, nah <laughs> I ain't gonna eat them, man, but I like to see them. You know, it's not crazy, <laughs> i at take a picture with it, make hey. a selfie. I ain't get to 300 pounds by accident for me. Like, I ain't <laughs> asked, but
1: You got I that from the Wait, like. ground,
0: ground fried chickens. That's yeah. that's
2: so that's so interesting you bring that up because, like, I was thinking about that movie Minari. Oh, that yeah, that was about vegetables. That's that all was about vegetables.
0: vegetables. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's the thing, man. Like, I, I feel like if you figure out like what? What the local? Ve- like if you show me the vegetables, you could probably figure out the community. Like like the same game y'all man. do with the names with the Patreon people. I feel like oh, you yes. could do the same thing <laughs> with the vegetables. Show me the vegetables that you eat. I could guess your nationality type. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's so f- damn. Oh I'm man, welcome you. to Asia, not Asian. The podcast about vegetables. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knew? Yeah, this is a weird episode. This is get. This is cool though. Um, I do want to just kind of like you know, I, I, I want we want. I want to talk, talk, kind of move to some other things. But I did have a question just as far as like we've. I've listened to your stories. You have this amazing story on. Um, this is not happening about you growing up in East New York, and we're about the same age. So like, th- for me again, everything I get from about what New York was like in the 90s and stuff like that was from like you never watched that show New York Undercover? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is what New York is like, or 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 the uh, or or the 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 cover of that uh, uh, Capone and Noriega, you know, cover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is what it's like. Everybody's always wearing desert camo, standing in front of a building that's on fire, and yeah. this is just East New York. And I just wanted to know, cause it, you know, what are your sort of like big memories for you? Cause like for someone like me and Fumi, it's like, hey man. We're going to Kmart. New Kmart opened up. Boom, we're there. That's our thing. And we're posing in front of that like we're rappers. But for you, what was like your big signpost as a kid like this? I got to get the raw chicken. (laughs) Got to get whatever it is. You know, got to see the white lady who got
0: lost, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, for me, like the the neighborhood, like, in general, it's weird, like, because when you're in it, you don't view it as like those uh, signs of toughness or danger. The first time, like I associated East New York and Brooklyn is that is when I was, when I was starting to get old enough to leave. Like when I would go to mm. nicer neighborhoods and I would see people's reaction to it. When you're inside all those things that like people view as tough, like the, the Tim's and the baggy clothes and the abandoned building. Those are like fond memories for me. You know, right. yeah, yeah like I, 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 this dude, this isn't a bit... When we, when I was recording my album, I took uh, my photographer to my neighborhood to take pictures there. And like, I was telling him stories, like, with a smile about my childhood. And like, he was petrified, dude. He's like, the fuck are you talking about? He's like, we can't do this. Like, uh, so, like, as a game, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this, I right, I'll, I'll say it and y'all tell me if this is like normal. Uh, it's not. So it's yeah, not, not your opening your opening
1: has been the raw chicken air conditioner. I just saw at asparagus when I was twenty eight years old. Pretty so sure, it's gonna be
0: abnormal. Yeah, like so, like we was, like the the older kids when they had to like watch the younger kids. What they would do is like we played this game where like they would put mice from like the street into socks and then we had to like swing the sock and Uh throw it into the abandoned building across the street we had to get it through the window hole right Right? and (laughs) you said mice yeah like it would be mice and rats and whatever was like on the street they would catch it you catch it right And then they would put it in a in a sock and they would swing it so that the mouse was in the sock it was still alive (laughs) So like, if you stop swinging it, the mouse is gonna climb on you. You don't want that, right? And then the goal was to throw it <laughs> yeah. through the abandoned building across wow. the street through the is, window. Is, is, yeah. So is, you is got this.
1: Your Mario Kart.
0: I mean, what is the main to So you got you got one point if you got it through the window, <laughs> and then oh you got five points if you scared the people that were sleeping inside, like the crackheads. If they woke oh up, they were like, "Oh shit, there's a mouse." You got five points. You killing it, you know? And I'm like seven. I don't even got the arm strength for that. But it was a fun, you know, thing to try. And then you learn things by doing that. Like, right off the bat, I didn't know that mice could kind of run on walls. They could do that, you know? Huh. When, when you miss, they come out the <laughs> top. And they like <laughs> run down the wall, run out the sock. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. I love how you're like trying to like humanize this. Like, no, no, no. We learned. Yo, like it yeah, was no, an
1: yeah. This is this is his good memory. Okay. Yeah, like it. For, it a, fun game, yo, black. for other <laughs> for other people, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I used to summer in Nantucket, and there was a beautiful beach, and you know, we, we you know uh, we we played N sixty four, and and the gas door here is just throwing mice up into walls. Dude, I had you a blast
0: know? doing it. Because it's like, to me, it was like, A, you know, I was like, oh, this is the, this is cool because this is the first time the older kids kind of like took oh. to you, you know? So yeah. like, if they, if you had like, oh, yo, Gasly, yo, that dude got like three mics through the window. Yo, you're he, he real, <laughs> one. you know? That whole rest of the week, like, you good with the OGs on the block. Everybody rock yeah. with you, you know? So like, it was a thing for me because it kind of like, raise your status on the block. The older teenagers Mm. like you, they would tell. (laughs) Wow they would tell people about you. it was a thing <laughs>
2: yeah i love cuz you always talk about street cred in your comedy i didn't realize this is what you're talking about yep. I, there are no guns <laughs> we're, we're talking we're talking like when you say being risky you're talking about risking of getting rabies the yeah, whole time exactly. it wasn't was it wasn't like, really violence it was I, really just violence at all. crazy yeah. also i feel like uh, i feel like a white person saw you guys doing this moved back to ohio and created cornhole because it sounds very similar like, hey we know to what cornhole.
1: what if we just got rid of the mice part but there's still a and hole though. you have to throw. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to Maybe you'd right be, there. have you played, have you, have you, have you played Cornhole? I've, I've you would be amazing at it, think I'm I've... thinking. <laughs> Why are you so good, man? Yo, hey, you're so good at this. Yeah, Training hey man, this, this ball is, this, <laughs> <laughs> this bag isn't even trying to crawl up the wall or anything. You know?
0: it's, just... it's easy. It does, it's not a wall, but it's a move. <laughs> Minor leagues here, baby. Come on, Man, this is bullshit. <laughs> so funny, dude. But it, yeah, oh like my... you know, like there was a, like there was an awareness of the fact that that stuff existed, though. Like I knew that, like you know, those the older kids also some of them unfortunately had to get involved with you know edgier things and a more dangerous lifestyle on occasion, but. It it, it, it it there was still like a, a family aspect of it you know and um so i i never felt those things um i also felt like there was a protectiveness of it it wasn't like those things were idolized per se like you know when i came home every uh every uh trimester i had i would i would have to show my report cards to the dealers
1: and oh, if shit. i had
0: a b they would give me five dollars if i had an a they would give me ten dollars. You know, Dang. And yeah, so like, this was like a thing for the whole block. If you had a report card day, you will walk on um, down from PS three forty-five. And uh-huh. as soon as you turn down on picking them on talk, they would be looking at every kid's report card. Oh yo, he killed them. My man made sixty dollars. Boom. You know? Wow. So it was a thing. And then by like maybe like fifth, sixth grade, if you've been doing that for like five, six years, they won't even let you be involved with their business. Because they're like, really? nah, that kid has to go to school. Like, he can't be doing what we do. He's doing his thing in class. So like oh I would get like sent inside if they knew they were going to do dirt that night. You really? Know, so so they, they would say, like, gossip,
1: you know what, you don't want any of this? Just get yeah, out of here. You You're, ain't hanging out you with know? us today. Go home.
0: And they wouldn't really? tell me, but it was like understood, like, I right, I can't, it. you know, I can't get in trouble because they're gonna they gotta handle what they gotta handle, but they want something better for me. So like you know, I always saw those things and, like, it, it made me understand that there is a humanity behind those, uh, uh, behind them and what they have to do and an understanding of, like, this is a necessity, not a want,
1: you yeah. know,
0: that they're going yeah. through. Mm. So, uh, that's why, like, you know, when, like, you know, you hear my stories, like, I'm in those neighborhoods, but the parts that I remember are always beautiful to me. Like, they're family-oriented right. stories. Like, that stuff is, ba- is like, background Um, But the actual thing, the stories are usually about like me and my cousin or me and my dad or whatever, because that's how I I, I still hold to those things.
1: Well, I feel like there's so many times, I mean, especially in whatever now in in the media, they portray like New York as like it's anarchy here. Everything's crazy. You know, all this stuff's going nuts. But it sounds like, you know, what you're saying is, you know, there's all these elements and they're trying to make do with what they got and they're looking out for. The community so they're not they're you know they you know the these uh you know the i would imagine these these uh these drug dealers like they live in your community right so they're responsible to the community in some way
0: right yeah and and just being frank they were more available you know right. like they, they were responsible they were there to your point they live there so like you know when something was wrong on my block like i could my dad could call the cops you know or we yeah. could like he could talk man to man with the guy next door you know mm. so like which one is going to be more realistically, like, uh, take the time to respond to you and talk to you and, you know, take you at face value of what you're saying. So, yeah, like uh, those interactions and uh, that um, accessibility uh, made me view them um, differently very quickly. You know, and not to say that, you know, like, I'm not trying to paint a picture like all oh, the yeah. lovely, ambitious, right, uh, drug yeah, beautiful, dealer, drug dealers. Right? <laughs> like, you know, don't aspire <laughs> right, to it, like... you know. <laughs> There's definitely, yeah. like, you know, obviously just like in everything else and obviously in that line of work, uh, there's definitely bad people that do it. I'm just yes. saying that the majority of people that I saw in that, I would equate to, like, the equivalent of, uh like, warehouse or, like, factory worker. Like it's just right. the job that they had to do, and it was the easiest one to get. Um, right. So, yeah, you a kingpin, that's different. you probably grimy, like, realistically. I don't know. You don't get to that level. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, Being- uh. If you if you just wanna block more than more than likely you just do trying to pay bills.
1: Did you know that almost 40% of the United States is people of color, but medical research is 80 to 90% white?
2: That's crazy. Are you telling me that every time I read side effects on a a bottle of pills or something like that, that is based on research only for white people, and they're not really thinking about my petite Japanese body?
1: That's right. They're not thinking about your tiny, tiny Japanese body, okay? This has serious consequences. In drug trials uh, conducted primarily in the United States, Asians account for less than 2% of participants but account for 6% of the US population.
2: Listen, I'm not a scientist, but I know why people and Asian people we have different bodies. For example, we got different earwax, and I know that makes a difference in my medication.
1: The All of Us research program is the largest and most diverse health resource ever, and is representing all of those groups who have been left out of research in the past. People of color, seniors, rural areas, low income, LGBTQ, etc.
2: Representation is critical to ensuring that discoveries are inclusive and beneficial across populations. Why should I sign up? They are currently providing 10,000 Fitbits at no cost to select participants. Learn about traits like lactose intolerance, earwax, bitter taste perception, cilantro preference, caffeine sensitivity. All of Us is free and you do not have to pay for your DNA results. Be part of the largest health research project ever. All eligible adults over 18 living anywhere in the United States can join. Participation is power. Join to make a difference at joinallofus.org asiannotasian. Rituals get results. You wouldn't skip leg day, would you? It's the same idea if you want better skin, hair, and overall health. That's why Hawthorne has made it easy to build and maintain a personal care ritual that helps you look, smell, and feel your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. First, you take their quiz. They ask me things like, what kind of things am I into? What kind of drinks do I like? And that kind of factors into um the products that they give you and i got these these lovely deodorants because i'm a smelly boy and that's what i've been using it was actually really fun the quiz the quiz was so fast it was so quick it was honestly fun and that's a hard thing to come by in pandemic at the end i got an essential bundle with all the products tailored to my body type and lifestyle the products i got were i told you i just told you i got the deodorant why are you asking me again i got the deodorant and and, and some shampoos it's a good time Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. If you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. With high-quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code NOTASIAN to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. C-O. Promo code not Asian. Hawthorne.co, promo code not Asian. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. well, that's kind of what we wanted to ask you about is, you know, you you, you're, you have this beautiful story about how, like, you camp up in this very strong community, and I think you say several times that, you know, we looked you up on LinkedIn. My guy, you work for PepsiCo. Oh, yeah. yeah like, bro.
1: you were <laughs> working on uh, consumer packaged
0: goods, okay? You and uh, yeah, I brother's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Were you in Purchase, New York?
1: Is that where you commuted? I I,
0: I, uh, I worked first out of the Queens Depot and then uh, for Frito-Lay. Then I worked out of uh, uh, the Bronx, but I serviced uh, Purchase. I serviced uh, most notably, I serviced Greenwich, Connecticut, where like the PepsiCo CEO is at. Um, okay. Right, right. So like I, I dealt with a lot of those people, but in Purchase, I would probably go up maybe like three times a year.
2: So like you, you know, you got good grades, you got this job at a Fortune 500 company and like you're making good money and then you know you weren't but you weren't happy so you you kind of dropped all that yeah. and started doing stand up and it's like in one way you, you know quote unquote like made it out of the hood and then economically, you kind of went back in yeah, because dude. it's like you you left your you left your Pepsi yeah. job, right? Like, hey
1: man, oh these drug dealers are gonna be real disappointed. They're like, man, you became a comedian, bro. Yeah, you had baby. those grades,
2: bro. What happened? <laughs> a comedian? Like what the hell? <laughs> what
0: you, we invested in you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, real talk, man. Like that's like the the most fascinating thing to me about being like an immigrant, here, cause like. When uh, I got real depressed working at PepsiCo, like I uh, when I was a salesperson, I enjoyed it. When I became a manager, the money was great, but I felt like the work life balance wasn't what I wanted. I d- I wasn't doing something I liked, And um, my my numbers started suffering after like seven years of doing really well there. Um, And, you know, I, I literally just had like a, a like a three day period where I just called out like, yeah, I'm not in it. Like my mm-hmm. head was off and. My wife noticed I was, like, drawn back. I wasn't talking in the crib. So she calls my parents over, and we have, like, a huge, like, heart-to-heart. And, um, like, the when I got promoted to manager, I remember uh, taking a stand-up comedy class because I read in Inc. magazine that mm-hmm. a bunch of CEOs took stand-up to get better at public speaking. So mm-hmm. I did that, like, as a, a thing. I had fun. And a year later, this is happening. She's like, yo, when's the last time you were happy? And, you know, I don't know why, but, like, just my gut reaction was, oh, the graduation class uh, for that comedy class I took last year. She said, great, do that. Just start yeah. doing that more. Um, so uh, my dad and I, who, like, you know, my dad and my, my parents own a few other, like, properties, and I own my building. So they were like, yo, like, we, we, we got everything covered rent wise. Mm. You've done your job responsibly for the last eight years. You paid your bills, you saved money, take time off. So I, I quit my job and I took a whole year and I just did like a ton of mics. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I hit up my, another friend of mine that was in sales and told him what I was doing. And he's like, yo, my sales team is trash. Come work for me. I'll let you leave anytime you have a show. Um, oh just, you know, come work for me cause I need help in general. And it was a good, uh, like medium. And I did that for four years until I quit to do stand up full time. But, uh, yeah, like, um, to your point, it was like an emotional thing. That's why I left. Like I, I didn't feel happy. Um, but the toughest part for me was explaining that to my dad. Cause like he yeah. immigrates here, he busts his ass, him and my mom, like v- envision coming to this country for the future of their kid. They bust their ass. They own 18 rental units. They're the immigrant American dream. And when they're picturing that, they're thinking, okay, we worked hard, blue-collar shit. My kid is going to become a doctor or a a financial wizard or whatever. And what they don't realize is that they're giving us the audacity to dream about weirder shit. You know? Like, Mm, they did all that, and now... I had the freedom to think, oh, I don't even have to think about money when I think about a job. Primarily, I can think about happiness.
1: Whoa, and shit.
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: So mm-hmm. I'm yeah, expecting- they don't even think about that. Happiness doesn't exist in the old country. That's not yeah. a thing.
0: You know? Yeah, it's just you work. So ex- explaining that idea to my dad was tough. And he, I was like, you don't understand. Like, I know I make six figures here. Making 15000 this year made me happy. <laughs> right. Like that, like, he, dude, he was so, like, frustrated with me. Like, yeah. that shit did not connect. Uh, So, yeah, we had, like, three years where, like, he let it go because he knew it was good for my mental health. But yeah. he was mad at me. Like, yo, this is insane. And then, uh, thankfully, the first uh, story that I, I did on TV uh, is centralized around him. Uh, So, like, everyone in the neighborhood is like, yo, that was beautiful what your son said about you on TV. And he didn't even know I was on TV like that. Like, he just knew I left the L.A. to do something. He's like, oh, that's one of those, like, stupid comedy things you're going to do at a bar, whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, it wasn't a bar. Such an accurate description of what we do. (laughs) That is correct. It just happened to be on TV. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, like, you know, when, like, 15, 20 people in the the hood started hitting them up, like, yo your son did a thing on that TV. So you seen your son on Comedy Central? What's Comedy Central? Like all of those convos is happening. Yeah. So like after a while, he was like, oh, okay, I see this is going somewhere. you still broke, but at least, you know, I understand yes. uh, what you're getting from it. Uh, so yeah, um, it, it, that, that was kind of like the challenge behind all of that movement, you know?
2: Like, we had a guest on here like a little bit ago who said something similar to what you were saying about, you know, you had the freedom to think about other things and happiness you know she was saying she was she's a chinese immigrant and she was saying, her parents worked in restaurants her entire life and she was like they lived an or- ordinary life so i refuse to live an ordinary life yeah. like they did that so like i refuse to just be some person at a cube making 75k yeah. like i'm gonna be on tv i'm gonna be in hollywood dude um, i, I because had to phrase it, it
0: like that for me like i had to tell him yeah. he was like You know, like, I find this, like, you know, heart... Like, he tells you, like, this is heartbreaking for me because this isn't what I wanted for you. And I I had to tell him, I was like, you have to understand that the only way I can do honor by you is by doing this, you know, like... Damn. You know, like, you Mm. gave me the opportunity to do something this crazy. And at worst, I can always fall back on the degree and a corporate job. I can still get that back. It'll take me five years to work my way back up, whereas this is something... I can only do now because all these things line up where right. you're still healthy enough to like spend time with my kids. I, I'm young enough where like I could recover. Um, We both work together to buy these properties, like all of those things lined up. So that's what you worked for is for me to have this shot. And it's my job to gamble on that. You know, it's yeah. my job to actually like try that. Um, And then I turned it on him. I was like, you know, I would imagine that while you're seeing this is crazy, Grandpa saw you crazy. He's like, "Yo, yeah, you, I got the farm and DR killing it, and you talking about buying buildings in New York? Like he thought you was out of your mind, you know." Yeah. So same thing, you know. <laughs> you talking about moving to another country? You don't know the language. You are gonna open a bodega to sell food and buy buy a property? Like that sounded insane to him. So yeah. like, it's the same idea.
1: I agree. I mean, I always think about, you know, if 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 my parents were were. You know, uh, on my case about that, I mean, shit, my my mom moved here, you know, when she was she was in her early 20s and was like, you know what, I'm going to go to college, which is like not a thing. I'm going to go to college in another country. And actually, this is a country that is like it kind of occupying my country. So, like, it's just like this crazy <laughs> another level. You know what so Can you imagine? It's just like, yo, I'm going to move to another. Co-. You know, it's just it like shit. Stand up seems normal. That seems like a basic, I just live at, you know, I just do and tell jokes. I'm not I'm even moved to this other country that's like carpet bombing us. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know it's more complicated than that. Don't, get don't, don't at me, everybody. Um, um,
0: yeah, first time I, on the show, we're going to get canceled because of Mike. You see this, man? This is what I do. This is what I do.
1: Yeah, so I got this from BuzzFeed, but, you know, BuzzFeed News, but I think that this is you know, happening to uh, this has been happening for a while, but uh, the ar- the article um, headline is "Young Vietnamese Americans say their parents are falling prey to conspiracy videos." And what's happening is the you know uh, older Vietnamese folks, you know our our parents' age are you know there there's like content that's uh, spreading all that's in Vietnamese that's like, it's Vietnamese language content that they're getting on YouTube, they're getting it on Facebook or whatever, and it's like it's this is like full of misinformation just like all sorts of crazy things about the vaccine or about you know uh, 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 politics or what have you and these the the parents are just watching it all the time and and you know the article goes on and and kind of discusses about you know what 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 that can be like what the what's the what's the dynamic there you know trying to reach your parents i know i feel when i read this again i was never never uh, surprised about this because You know, we've talked about a lot, Vietnamese people, we are, uh, we lean right, you know, where many older Vietnamese people are Republican, and it's just kind of a a slippery slope where they, you know, my parents, even very recently, you know, they've kind of mellowed out in their, uh, as they're getting a little, as they've retired, but you know, we, they used to love Fox News, man, we watched Fox News all the time like constantly on TV. And this is like, you know, way after I was uh, out of college already and I was like at home with them and I would just be sitting there unemployed watching them watch Fox News. <laughs> and so I don't think it's a big jump because then the, you know, the, the Vietnamese language media that's out in Orange County, you know, there's, a, there's like local media, uh, there's like local, you know, AM radio that's all in Vietnamese. And, uh, you know, this is, um, um, a lot of times it's like talk radio-esque, right? So it's going to be, it's going to lean right, And it doesn't make it makes complete sense to me that, you know, the next, you know, next thing, the next iteration of this would be these kind of like conspiracy video things, you know. Um, And I wanted to talk to uh, Gastor about this. I don't know if if this is a similar dynamic with your community as well, like as as far as, you know, where are your parents getting their information from? Are they getting some things which are, you know, could be questionable or whatever? I don't know. just wanted to
0: hear what, what you thought of it. Yeah, man. Um, I would say there's uh there's quite a bit of that, um, in my opinion, like even more scary directly on the Spanish networks. Mm. Um, like if you watch like Univision and Telemundo, they uh they have a big portion of their mid evening programming dedicated to these like news essay type shows that okay. only explore like extreme things that like they'll admit themselves aren't factual, but they'll say possible, you oh, know? right, yeah. So, like, my mom blew my mind because a, a, my parents have, like, a big gap between me and my siblings. So, like, I got a 20-year-old brother, right? So, mm. like, my brother and my mom, the same week, were both trying to tell me about Dr. Sebi, you know, okay. and how he solved cancer. So, like, oh, my right. mom found out about it on Univision from some... Uh, article they decided to do in an essay my brother is telling me about it because of nipsey hustle you know yep so like uh, (laughs) i'm like i i can't argue with both of y'all get your vaccines i I said you know like i don't know what you want from me but like yeah there's uh there's definitely like a lot of misinformation that i think is spread in those places and it's tough to argue because being frank like I spend my whole day working on my kids and jokes. I'm not knowledgeable on yeah. every single detail yeah, of yeah. why these things are important or why this is correct. I just trust that, you know, that, that it is because of the source giving it to me, but they have just as much. Uh, know how to like argue against me. Cause I don't know how to prove. I don't got data. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my, you know, like my brother was telling me like with the vaccine stuff, for example, he was like, you know, uh, how about the the Johnson and Johnson? It was killing they had to pause it because it was killing people. And I'm like, Yeah, kill, you know, one out of a million, and they paused it. He's like, Yeah, one out of a million so far, you know? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I, like, how, how do I argue that you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, what do I say yeah. back to that? So like I don't have the data, I don't know how that stuff is studied, but I, I trust the source and I trust yes. that they do certain work. So I feel like I the work that we do I think is we've put in enough time to solidify the source and then we kind of trust them to do yeah. the work from there. Whereas you know, unfortunately, these like YouTube channels and uh, certain like news outlets they do a very good job of looking polished too. And yeah. you know, if you don't have if you didn't grow up with the internet, all those things look equally professional. So yeah, it's yeah, tough yeah. to kind of like you know. Explain that. I know. I know. I know. I gotta have a convo with my parents when I start getting a whole bunch of like weird emails because they don't have their own emails. So anytime oh, they look up something <laughs> really? on Google, yeah, yeah. like they'll answer my email oh, as my the email. Oh <laughs> my So like I start getting like crazy emails in my in my in, in my like inbox. Like, yo, do you wanna? You want the cure for cancer for seventeen ninety nine? dollars 99 like, oh, I got to go stop by the house. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I guess, they're, dude, they're,
1: you're, you're going to be sending money to Nigeria soon, bro. I'm you got to be careful.
0: You, dude, I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on over there, man. When I see some nonsense in my inbox, I know I got... My dad found some dude talking about, like, he he uh, he could, like, put solar panels on your roof for less than your tax, uh, yeah, like, yeah. your tax return. And I was like, yo, you get, like, $3,000 back. There's no way. That dude is putting solar panels on like 3,000 square foot. Like, yeah, it's insane. Like, it, it doesn't add up, you know, like the yeah, math is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Solar <laughs> panels cost like $80,000, $90,000, and he put them in like billionaire houses in LA, you know? That's yeah. not coming to East New York tomorrow, all right? But yeah, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's scary to see that uh, people are uh, sharing that kind of information and I'm always curious, like, I'm curious from your perspective, do you Mm -hmm. think that, like, the people sharing that information are doing it out of malice? Like, that's what I'm, I'm, like, I could almost be okay with it if I knew that, like, they were also misinformed and it was just a matter of, do I have to convince you? I think so.
2: I I I mean, I think like there's two things. You were talking about trusting the news source for a lot of diaspora communities because of the language barrier. You know, it's not just Vietnamese people. I remember my parents used to like pay extra to get Japanese news because they couldn't understand CNN or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same thing happening for Mike's parents and older. You know, the whole article is about how young Vietnamese people are like troubled about how their their parents are being kind of misled and a lot the article said they trust it because it's on YouTube they're like oh YouTube it's a you know Silicon Valley company and like it's you know associated with Google and so of course it's true they don't realize that like any stupid asshole could post anything on there um, but I, I feel that this this is the same thing that like you know Jordan Peterson does and what what the fuck is his name Ben uh, what's his name Ben uh, the conservative guy Joe, Joe ben Shapiro. It's the same thing I feel and what's his name like, Tucker Carl- Carlson yeah, like yeah. Tucker Carlson like does not give a fuck about yeah, what happens he's he's, 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 uh, he's, trigger he's got money. he's just saying like, there's these people know that these older Asian people are vulnerable and they're kind of like directionless and like they can take advantage of this this emotion this sentiment and i mean maybe there's some people who kind of believe it but like one of the things that was written in an article said that this one of the youtube channels is claiming that covid19 can be cured with vitamins and oranges
1: which by the okay. way is so vietnamese <laughs> it's just like vietnamese people <laughs> have, like oranges oranges like, oh yeah you know uh, be, <laughs> right. be sure to eat a lot of persimmons really listen That's, you know th- that's the guy who's in his anything.
2: YouTube channel, he, he probably works for Sunkist or something, right? There's, I'm saying, I'm telling you it's all connected. I, I mean, feel, that's the kind of conspiracy yeah, I believe I
1: feel in. that it, it could be, I think it could be mixed. I feel that, and maybe I'm not giving enough credit to um, <laughs> these conspiracy theorists, Vietnamese people. But I'm just trying to imagine like my parents who are smart. The, my parents went to college in America. You know, I uh, I have uh, aunts and uncles, they have, they're engineers, you know, they're smart people. But I think if you, you could easily end up in a place where if you ask certain questions and then not question the answer, you'll just end up in this loop of, especially on the internet, right? Where it's just, you're suddenly in this thing that's just reinforcing how much um, you think. Because if you're sort of like... Uh, oh, um, I, don't know if COVID, I don't know if the vaccine is safe, right? If you start with that question and you go in and you ask it as a Vietnamese person, you're going to find Vietnamese sources that reinforce that. And they might not even say it out loud where it's like, don't take it. They just might ask the question right. and then you're suddenly reinforcing yourself. And then you might end up to a place where somebody is going to go and, and really say, oh yeah, you can have oranges or some shit like that. But I think even if you're a reasonable person, you could, uh, because of how Google is, how YouTube is, you know. I mean, how many times have we gone onto Twitter and we get into like some weird Twitter, uh, uh, a person who is, um, you know, uh, is 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 just reinforcing the thing that you're you're looking for and will uh, is knows how to kind of hook you into these things, you know. So I think that you know, that, I mean, all of these. Uh, lies, I guess you could say, which they are, are things which have been said again and again in for Vietnamese people. So Vietnamese people really are afraid of communism. We, if I were a Vietnamese uh, communication strategist for the Democratic Party, I would say you can never, ever say socialism or communism. Never say it. I don't care if it is like uh, uh, you know you can never even spin it like that it has to be something else you, you can't even call it collectivism because vietnamese people we are allergic to that and the same thing with um you talking about when you talk about china okay vietnamese people have this whole thing about china whether it's right or wrong it's a trigger for them it's a, it's the same trigger warning as if uh, you know if, if you if you you, you talk to uh, me about uh Alaskan pipelines, you know, I'm going to start getting upset, (laughs) you know, that's my that's my thing. Right. And it just gets me emotional and it gets Vietnamese people emotional, too. So, uh, again, I think you could be a reasonable person, but be wound up with certain keywords that all of a sudden you're, you know, abortion. That's a big one. Vietnamese people. A lot of us are Catholic. You know, I don't know how it is with, uh, you know, the Dominican community, but you throw that in there. It could be totally wrong. But you're so emotionally latched onto the word that that concept of abortion that you're, you, don't even wanna touch it. you you don't even want to touch it you don't even want to take the risk, you know what I'm saying So that's sort of what you have to play against you're, you you know I think a lot of times, Gastor you were talking about, you know I don't have the facts. this isn't about facts, <laughs> you know. This is about <laughs> yeah. feeling. Guys
2: like my oranges,
1: man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what are the things that are scary? What are the things? Yeah, what are the things that are scary? Right, abortion, China, communism. What are the things that make you feel good? Oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to fucking god, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. This no is what, this this is the war we're fighting. We're fighting an emotional war. So you have to go in there right. and you have to be like, hey man, you know what the vaccine's made of? Oranges. Oranges, baby. Yo, <laughs> get that orange vaccine, baby. And they'd be like, what? That's tight. I love the orange. I love oranges. Yeah, man. Get, it's, it's full of persimmons. That's how they made it. They
0: made so it so we would get we would get like big uh Vietnamese buy-in if like, yo, Tropicana, new vaccine. We out here, baby. <laughs> <heavy.
1: laughs> Listen. No one has tried it yet, and I don't see why it wouldn't work. Because this is what yeah. that's what we're that's what we who we're fighting. We're fighting an emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. war against this. These it's like of uh, things. Yeah. It's like
0: dose one, no pulp. Dose two with pulp. With pulp. like I'm down. Yo, y'all get down. it? Get it. Oh god, I was just talking about this with my homie, like at the corner store. on oh, God, the day after the Johnson Johnson joint got shut down. I was hearing like a hood convo about it, and like this dude was like, "Nah, dude, they get in the blood clot because the Johnson and Johnson is only one dose because it's thicker." You know what I mean? <laughs> <If they laughs> die that's what I'm water, saying. It's good. It's not science. It's yeah. not science. <laughs> it's not it's thicker. It's not you know, about facts. You know? Yeah. Oh man, I, my favorite part though of that article was like um, the the like uh, they thought it wasn't gonna work because it was only effective. Uh, for white males, because they use oh, white yeah. male fetuses and like, you know, a young lady oh, was complaining shit. that, you know, her mom was starting to believe that. And like, I love the idea that like, to her mom, she, the mom was like, yeah, white people are that evil. They would use, uh, fet- they would get fetuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that lines up, you know? <laughs> yes, this makes like, sense. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> this adds up. Yep, they would do that.
2: Well, Gastor, thank you so much for coming on. This is amazing, an amazing conversation. Where can her fans find you and your work?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on all social medias at Gastor Almonte, uh, G-A-S-T-O-R-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. And uh, you can listen to my podcast every week. It's called The War Report, uh, hosted by myself and the homie Shalay with Shaw. Uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, like this with black people, basically.
2: Uh, <laughs> Check it out. It's also known as Black Not Black. Check that out. Uh, you can also find us on uh, all the social media platforms at Asian Not Asian Pod. I am also on there at The Fumi That's T H E F U M I A B
1: E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro.
2: Uh, please come to our Zoom Hack City Comedy Show, or sorry, Zoom Stand Up Comedy Show that we do every other week called Hack City. The next one will be. Uh April 30th, and the one after that is May 14th. Gas store's done it a bunch of times, and honestly, we're still going strong. If you ever want to do it again, man, just I'm hit deep, us up, man. dude. Happy to have you, man. Love to do it, man. Um, I always rock with y'all. Hell yeah. Uh always, as always, check out our Patreon, patreon.com/slash asian. iTunes people, please leave a review. And uh Mike, I think that's it, right? All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.